Meanwhile, 22 pages later, I am one of the hosts, yours truly, the captain, El Capitan, here with my boys, Ralph the Tech. Yeah. And Mike the Finance Guy. Oh my. <laughs> you know what I thought about one day? I said, you know what, just for, just for shits and giggles, maybe one day we should have a live band play the actual theme song. That'd be cool. I want to know who knows these people that'll play this. <laughs> I have a couple of people that are in like bands, and they're like, "We're not doing anything, shit, but we'll we'll, we'll do something." <laughs> you could do a, a very uh, acoustic version. You could do an acoustic version or a heavy metal version of it. Yeah. I, yeah. Hey, I, I, you know, I remember because I remember Monday Night Football one time. I think for the it was the 25th anniversary or the 30th anniversary. They had all these different bands playing their renditions of the theme song. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I was like, wow. And even though we're only five episodes, yay, five episode anniversary, Ooh. yay. Yeah. So, so I was like, oh, wow, I wonder if, if a live band could play. That'd be kind of cool. You mean Just like the Stones? That'd be really cool. Nah, they're too old. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 fifth, the five episode anniversary, what's that? Is that like the, the bread anniversary or something? Like that? Oh, you mean the significance? Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. Well, it's not like Don't you have the like... computer? You can look it up. I guess I you could look up. Um, oh no, well, five episodes, not five year. Right, right. Actually, it wouldn't be an anniversary because eh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and never it's not mind. like dating. It's not like sex is involved or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, if sex was involved with us, I think I've totally forgot about it. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe our listeners are having an eargasm. Oh, there you go. Oh, Superman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Nerd Nation. <laughs> Once again, meanwhile, twenty-two pages later, you know. The, the, the holy trinity of nerddom getting together to talk trash or give props to things in comic books and other sci-fi. By the way, you know one of our listeners told me the other day, hey, Cap, um, I love the show, but you, you say you, you guys are, are like talking about nerd stuff east and west, but you don't talk about Star Trek and Star Wars. What the hell's up with that? And I was like, wow, that's a good point. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, Star Trek, well, the only Star Trek that's good is the very first Star Trek. Wow. Shatner. Wait, it. really? It dies right after that. Wait, wait, wait. So you didn't like Next Generation? I liked some Next Generation, but nah, 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 nah. You like Picard? Uh, Picard himself was fine. I just got tired of, like, the holodeck. It's like, well, why don't you guys just remove it? <laughs> it was it because wrong. Whoopi Goldberg was on the show? Was that what it was? It was her lack of eyebrows that disturbed me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just classic Star Trek because um, the original series because of when it came out, it actually dealt with things that people really weren't able to talk about on TV or weren't at least talking about them at that time. I mean, right. Star Trek, um, for anyone that doesn't know, like had the first interracial kiss on TV right. between Kirk and uh, Uhura. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. I mean, they were able to talk about race issues. Remember the half black, half white, half white, half black. Right. Um, the I don't know the names of the episodes. I'm not that much of a Trekkie. Um, but there's the one where they end up on this planet and it's like there's Asians on there and they have like this tattered American flag type thing and some something that that, yeah I can't remember what it's called but like I think they they lived long like um that was the whole point like this other captain of a starship landed there thought he could become mostly immortal but it turns out it's the it's them eating this fruit that keeps them alive but anyhow these um two factions on this planet have been at war for years and that was very much tied into the Vietnam War and uh they weren't supposed to talk about that at all like they were threatened like if they even make a script about Vietnam War they would not be allowed to be on the air I mean it's just so it was so much first going on that by the time Next Generation came out, even though I liked some of the episodes, it just kind of was like, eh. Well, each of them served different purposes. I mean, I think that's a great point about um, Star Trek, the fact that there was a lot of, uh, um, they, they put a social conscience to it, I guess. 
Right. You know, like they said, well, you know, this is, you know, what we're going to talk about. We're going to use this as a vehicle. And maybe the next generation went purely sci-fi. But, I mean, you know, it's funny. I'm glad that the old Mike is back because he got super critical really fast. That's like two minutes in. <laughs> I'm like, Mike the finance guy. Here we go. He's back. The cap was the one being scrutinizing things for a while. Yeah, I was critical, but I gave the props to regular Star Trek. You know, I mean, it's it was just a great show. Yeah. Well, um, for those who said that, um, our fans all two or three of you just know that we will be talking about star trek or star wars of uh, star wars excuse me sometime in the near future so don't worry about that yeah we definitely have to discuss the jj abrams remake of uh and, and that's star actually trek. um wow yeah. you know it's funny did i mention that in um oh i didn't oh I, wait okay i was just maybe i thought i had that question for nerds on the go that's the question i was missing okay uh, all right because unfortunately, the cap didn't um, back his stuff up, his data up. And when it's time to look at our nerds, on, um, our um, geeks on the go questions, I realized I didn't bring it. So I had to rewrite them. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> well, just to let you know, one of the questions I was going to ask was, um, what did you think of Khan um, being revealed as the villain for Star Trek? Khan! Were you? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Were you guys surprised? Yeah, I will. When I saw the movie... You know, this whole time I'm thinking because they're giving him a different name. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, what's this? Spoilers. Who's this guy? (laughs) And then when we hear that it's Khan, like, holy shit. Now I know what's going to happen. And then when you see young Spock talking to old Spock, you know, and he's like, well, Khan was one of our greatest adversaries. You know, you you can't believe anything that he says. And you you have to be the one to help him out. make sure that uh, Kirk doesn't do anything stupid. You know, it's like, it was, it was epic, man. Yeah, see, I wasn't surprised at all. In fact, you know, like I, I do with a lot of things, I think I overthought things and, uh, you know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said to friends, I'm like, oh, I know who the villain is. People are like, no one knows who the villain is. They won't say. And I'm like, let's just put it this way. Star Trek, because of the movies and even from the TV show and from the movies from the original TV show, there was only one villain that really occurred. I was just going to say that. And that was Khan. So exactly. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me you have a surprise villain in a, a what's technically the William Shatner Star Trek universe, not the Jean-Luc Picard. So I'm like, well, what villain would there be? He only has one great villain, and that's Khan. Right. You know, so then when I see this, you know, pasty white Englishman, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, where are we going from here? You know, and I and I love... Um, Ricardo uh, Montalban? Well, I love Ricardo Montalban as kind. I mean, he, he, it's always going to be him. But I mean, I, um, I, Cumberpatch, Benedict Pun- Cumberpatch, I like the actor himself. I'm glad you didn't ask me for that name because I had no idea who that guy was. That's because I like the actor. If you've ever seen Sherlock, uh, Sherlock, yes. Sherlock is fantastic. You need to watch it. It's not like Doctor Who, so you can watch it. But it is British, so yeah. it has oh, that pacing. Man. It's but the, it's, it's oh, a it's got fantastic. That, 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 oh, that slow pacing. Oh, my goodness. But it's a reintroduction of Sherlock Holmes in modern times. And it's, okay. he's, Stellar. I mean, you can see his acting chops. So, I mean, I love him from that show, but him trying to replace Ricardo Montalban, and he didn't try and dupe him. But it's just that Ricardo Montalban is Khan, and so like the fact that you didn't even give me a Latin American, you know, yeah. stand-in, that was a little bit of a disappointment once among again, other stuff. Once again, the white man taking away from the from the Latins and the blacks. They took a jabs. Well, didn't they replace Angelina Jolie for Ohora or what? No, oh, that didn't happen. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, uh, what's her name? Zoe Zaldana. Yeah, Zoe Zaldana. I love Zoe Zaldana. Dominican, right? Is she? She's like I know oh, she's Latin. I think she is Dominican. Yeah, but she yeah. played in the movie Colombiana. Isn't that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
She played black in in uh, was it the movie with Aston Kutcher where she's going taking him home? Oh, um, look, uh, uh, look who, who come, come yeah, guess who? Guess who? That's, that's right. Guess who? Oh yeah, that's right. I had forgotten that she was in it. Well, they, so, well, well, but she was disgustingly thin in Latin all the time. But she was disgustingly thin in Columbiana. She was. Yeah. I mean, she that one scene where they had her like kind of stripped down to put on that like cat suit. Yeah. I was just like, Ooh, you need to eat everything. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like Angelina Jolie and um, oh, what was that Wanted. movie? What? Wanted. Wanted. Yeah. Wanted that oh, fucking she came out of that movie. So many guys in the theater were like, "Oh!" Yeah, Usually, Angelina Jolie is fly, and just she started taking off her her clothes to go into that healing bath, and I was like, "Who's this?" I mean, she was so bony, I could actually read the numbering on her vertebrae. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Maybe it was a body double. No, no, no. Boy. Olive oil was doing another Popeye movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the one from? Um, was it, um, Lara Flynn Boyle? <laughs> Oh, I, maybe it was her. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Well, uh, well, let's make our um, our transition from movies and shows that are relevant to movies and shows that we don't know why the hell they're on the uh, on TV. And um, Ralph actually brought it up to us. He goes, "Oh, you know, um, we're reviewing all these cartoons and these comics and these movies. Let's review um, Hulk: Agents of Smash." Smash. Smash. You mean as in S M A S H? What does Smash stand for? Hmm, I think it stands for uh, nothing, <laughs> which is pretty much what the show stands for. Explain that, Mike. What do you mean by that? For uh, those who haven't seen the show, please. Yeah, I'm not getting into the whole thing, but the actual name please itself: don't. Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Uh, Rick Jones, who's uh, Hulk's ever faithful companion, and has become a monster, a, ga- a gamma monster himself, named A Bomb, as in abomination. But since there's no abomination in the show, he's just A-Bomb. I see. He, he calls himself Awesome Bomb. That's right. Oh, Awesome Bomb. That's awesome right. Bomb, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Yeah, he decided that um, that the Hulk, the Green Hulk, who's, um, you know, it's Bruce Banner. Right. Uh, General Thunderbolt Ross is the Red Hulk. Um, Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer Walters. No. No. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Jennifer Jeff Walters. Walters. Yeah, that's the that's She-Hulk. Hulk. That's his cousin. Right, his right. cousin. That's Bruce Banner's cousin. Yeah, Bruce right. Banner. And Scar, who from the World War Hulk stuff is actually his son, who's not mentioned as his son, is in this one. And am I missing someone? No, 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 no. You're right because it's, it's it's only five of them, right? Yeah, yeah. it's only five of them. Yeah, yeah it's four guys and a girl. Right. So, uh, so um, A Bomb decided that uh, they should have a name, so he called them Hulk Agents of Smash, and he puts up on the board S period, M period, A period, S period, H period, and you know they all look at him and he's like, oh, what does it stand for? Nah, nothing at all. It's like, who's going to ask a Hulk what their acronym stands for? Come on. Yeah, and that pretty much summed up the entire thought of the show. So the whole concept of the show was that, uh, what's his name, Rick? Rick Jones. Rick Jones. Uh, Pre-A-Bomb. Yes, pre-A-Bomb. Decides that, you know, the Hulk really is a good guy. And the world has this misconception that he's bad. So he wants to show the world that he is good by having a webcast showing the Hulk in his everyday life just doing good and protecting the world so the 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 city where they live at what's it called again you remember i don't oh is wait it, it's ver, uh, something verde right yeah oh um it's new mexico right yeah, yeah. it's in new mexico i mean i don't know but. yeah it might just be like um like costa, like costa verde or something like that okay it's something along that line because yeah. whatever it is you know the word green is in it oh well, yeah right. yeah well anyway the the city actually loves the hulk that. <laughs> yep. i just realized that hey, you speak spanish <laughs> 
Not no, very well in he, the area. The cap, cap is is Spanish uh, adjacent, I guess you could say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's sort of reading. <laughs> sort of. Hey, 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 that's my softball team. <laughs> my favorite softball the team. The Sorta Ricans. The Sorta Ricans. Go ahead. So so anyway, so the city really loves the Hulk and you know they they have Hulk merchandise and everything and it's like uh, what is something Verde, home of the Hulk. Whatever. Right. So in the first episode you see uh what's this guy's name? Rick Jones? No, no, the, the, the villain that's attacking. Oh, um, Annihilus. Annihilus. So Annihilus is attacking, and this is before they have the team. So Annihilus is attacking, and the Red Hulk shows up, and he's like, oh, we got to stop this invasion, whatever. Right, which is coming from the negative zone. From the negative zone. And uh, Scar is already in there because he was captured by Annihilus, and he gets sent down here or down there to help him break through, whatever. And then uh, in the midst of the whole battle... They try to use this gamma radiation gun to uh, blow up the, the portal. And Rick Jones gets caught in the explosion. And that's where he gets uh, infected by gamma radiation and gets turned into A-bomb. All right. And then uh, this was the first episode. in the Because the, the first episode is a two-parter. Because it was so good. Yeah. You had to break that into two pieces. <laughs> it was so saturated with good material, they just couldn't save it for one Well, episode. they figured it was good enough for the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, it always comes back to that one, doesn't it? Bash, bash, bash. Mike is back. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ma- Ralph. Mike, you should join the the, the Hulks with their smash. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's agents of bash. I was about to tell the agents of bash. <laughs> um, so, where was that? All right, so so Rick is affected by the radiation. He turns into a bomb. And now they're calling uh, Jennifer Wal- uh, Walters. Right. Mm-hmm. Because she's a stunt double for in a movie. Because since her screen, uh, her skin is green, she's a walking green screen, and she, you know she could do whatever, and they could just superimpose her face or whatever. Yeah, they actually say that for yeah. anyone that's wondering. That's, um, that's not <laughs> our opinion. They because, actually say because that. her skin is green, they're saying that they can superimpose somebody else. Well, I mean, yeah, she's a walking, stupid, but it makes a sense. walking green screen. Yep. Yeah. Okay, continue. Don't blame us. We're just repeating. So they show her crashing a plane. She's a stunt double, and she's like, she's landing a plane as a crash landing. And Hulk shows up with A-bomb, and they're like, we need your help. And she's like, what? You need my help? All right, I'm out of here. You know, let's go. Because so, so apparently the Hulk, with all his greatness, can't fly a jet. So she, <laughs> she flies a jet for them, and they go into the negative zone to, to go stop Annihilus. And in there, a little battle ensues, and uh, the Hulk figures out that Scar and Red Hulk are being controlled by mind control, which, I mean... In, in the, the show, they show the back of their necks like 20,000 times, and you see the little blinking red dots, and you would think the Hulk, you know, would see it, but no. no. Hulk not smart. Hulk, <laughs> I mean, if he has a, a he has at least a college-level vocabulary in this show, so you got to be smart enough to see the, the blinking red lights in the back of their necks. Uh, I mean, you know what, today, these kids today with their bling, you don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they came from a rave. That, I was about to say, that's the new fad, blinking red shit on the back of your neck. It's all the rave. Oh, yeah. So then after they stop Annihilus and, you know, they start forming this team and they head back to uh, the Hulk's base, which he has his own base, which is an abandoned military bunker, which they call a Gamma Base, I think it is. Yeah. So there you go. And that's where Rick comes up with the idea of forming this team to save the world whenever they need it. And they could have formed the team, but did they have to make a cartoon about it? (laughs) (laughs) That's just the part that gets you. Though, I will say this. Sure, it's a little cheesy. But it got its funny moments. 
they're few and far between, and there's no intelligence there, there, to this there's show. There's chuckles here and, and there. Don't get me wrong, but watching watching a <laughs> watching somebody fall down the stairs is, is like chuckle worth, even though you're worried about them breaking their legs and arms. You know, I'm not worried. Doesn't and, mean you want to watch it over and, and over. And the do. thing I like the most about the show is that Seth Green does the voice for a bomb, and he's just. The clown. Oh, the, I didn't even know thing. that. But now that you said it, I can hear. Well, now that makes sense. I mean, but uh, but so I feel like does that mean dads is going to be just as funny as Hulk? <laughs> Agents of Smash? Oh goodness! <laughs> I saw the I saw the um the commercial for for dads, and I'm like, wow, they're really pushing hard, aren't they? <laughs> Seth Green's like, I do Family Guy, and I do this show, and Robot Chicken, and, and Robot Chicken. Chicken. Hey, Robot Chicken I is awesome. Robot Chicken. Right. That is like that's the jam. Greatest shit ever. Yeah, but I mean, really, Agents of Smash. No. Let's put it this way. Usually, I'm the guy who, um, when, when we when we hey. have our, our discussion about the subject matters, usually I'm like the first one to, to watch it. And I'm one of the first ones, but I'm like, you know, I'm pretty on top of it. This is the first time they gave me an assignment, and I didn't probably watch it until like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. And there's a reason why. A check's a check, man. These people just put it out to get it out there. And what do the little kids know? It's, it's on freaking Disney XD. They, you know, they watch this and they think it's. It's a- obviously it's aimed towards children between yeah. the 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 um in, in one of the episodes that I saw um the one with the pus filled pimples of the of the, the living planet of ego ego yep. and they've got a, like um you you've got the eight the the, the the agents of smash team on um trying trying to destroy this living planet that's heading towards earth so they and and the the planet's a face literally the whole planet's a freaking head so they jump onto the head and on the on the surface of this planet, which is supposed to be a skin, is like these craters, and they start turning into like pus. It's just like oh, it's well, like, you know where you're going. I mean, part of, them, part of them trying to figure out where to go to get to the brain of him, and they have to go through the nose. So you already know all the snot jokes are coming, <laughs> and booger this, and you know. So you can definitely see it's aimed for like the ten year olds and under. Yeah, yeah. and I just realized that the, there's actually a moral to the story in that episode. Oh, what was that? It's about teamwork. Ah, yeah, teamwork. Teamwork. So you, I guess you guys... Wait, 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 Okay, for those who are listening to the podcast, please rewind it and listen to it again. If you didn't realize it, Ralph is defending this cartoon. <laughs> no, no, from, no. From Jump. Did you hear? He's giving us logistical answers to all this. I'm not defending us, and I just realized that it actually has a moral in the story. It is one of those yeah, you, TV you know, shows you, that's moral-based because it always gets summed up by Banner or someone at the end like, you yeah. know, today... Rick didn't do so and so. Oh yeah, we, we forgot to mention that so it has so. it has a reality TV show thing where they do their commentary from side from time to time. Yeah, you know? that's just as much fun as watching Ultimate Spider-Man give his commentary. At least he doesn't do it, you know, like uh, this little funny cartoon real world style. Yeah, that's true. It does help. I mean, it, I mean, I found it amusing. You know, the whole because. That's what the world is now. This is a lot of reality TV. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to scripted watch cartoons. To, well, scripted reality, whatever. But it's funny <laughs> to watch cartoons take those notes and then use it for their show. Yeah. I just was like, I, I like my Hulk less um, reality TV based. But yeah, and, and besides that, my problem is not even any of the things that we've mentioned per se. It's just that the Hulk itself is a character, you know, that you're supposed to be dealing with the whole Banner and Hulk thing. And even if you do it lightly, it's just the fact that he has become a monster even if he can be a hero it's he's a monster he's not himself and he wants to be himself and 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 learn how to become a better man that's been gone in the comics for years and just to see this tv show just like the comics it's just nothing but hulk smash 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 i mean if you played a drinking game 
of Smash. <laughs> you would be hammered by the time a 30-minute episode was done. Actually, yeah, you, you could watch Smash and just drink every time they say yeah. Smash. Oh, yeah. They will say it at least, I would guarantee, a good 15 to 20 times. Smash. Easy. Smash. Yeah. I mean, they went to the planet smash. because they had to smash the planet. Now, you have to understand this planet also was larger than our moon. Yeah. You know, so imagine, you know, sending five hulks to just beat a planet down. Yeah, that's just, it's just ego. stupid. It was just... It, it, Oh, and it's funny because, I mean, maybe there was a sign from God when I tried to watch it and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> right right around the opening credits. That that should have been a sign, but when I watched it again, I was like, wow, I, wow 20 but, minutes are gone. <laughs> you're trying to pop the sleeping pills right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't it you, Mike, when I was watching? It's like, no, you must watch every single minute. And oh, me and yeah. Ralph did, you did too. That's yeah. damn right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we suffered through it, you're going to suffer through oh, it. Oh, man, well... Oh, yeah. um, are you giving this six claws, Ralph? Again with the six claws. I'm never going to live that down. Dude, really? I mean, we, I mean, we can go back to episode two, but we won't. We won't. But go ahead. I'll, I'll, the hell was that? I guess football. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't watch sports anymore. My teams disappoint me. Go ahead. <laughs> I guess I will give it uh, an S. Uh, I'll just give it the S. So smash. Oh, out of, out of smash, you give it the S? I'll what does the S, S stand for? Uh-huh. Shitty. <laughs> the S can be anything you want it to be. Just use your imagination. All right, <laughs> Mike. Uh, geez, I just give it one big green fist up your. Well, <laughs> I just give it one green big big green uh, fist. Let's just put it that way. Out of five. Oh wow. Okay. Out of five green fists, Mike gives one. All right. <laughs> um, I'll go with Ralph's um, scale of using out of the S-M-A-S-H. I'll go with the first S, but I'll go with that S for being sophomoric. It's, I mean, they, they're, they're going for their audience, and I understand that because they're trying to do what Teen Titans Go is trying to do for the DC and um, DC Nation product. Don't they're even try- what, ruin it? Show. What? You mean ruin it? They're trying to... <laughs> I mean, they, they, they ruined it already, but they, they, they're trying to get the younger kids into these um tv shows and i just feel like disney it's one of my fears when disney took over marvel which is going to be part of our next conversation making it soft not necessarily making it soft but making it like it's almost too kiddie and and too like okay we're gonna you know i don't know like i I, before we went on the show you mike and i were watching um the the, all those super friend intros yeah now i'll tell you one thing you can you know we should start the show next time with that theme song and be sued all over the place (laughs) (laughs) and barbara will come crawling out of that grave (laughs) (laughs) wow what but what i honestly think is that um when it comes to um shows pattern for kids think about the way super friends was where whether you were five or whether you were 15, you loved the show the same. They didn't dumb down their right. material. Yep. Exactly. The material was very, I mean, it was simple in, in regards to the plot. But the, but the vocabulary was, you know, I mean, right in the middle. It wasn't fifth grade and it wasn't like, you know, New York Times, but it was right in the middle. And it made you, you know, like I remember learning some of my first words, like brilliant, you know, from the Super Friends. Right. Like, I think I was six, and my mom was like, what do you know about brilliant? I'm like, Lex, L- Lex Luthor, he's brilliant. And my mom was like, cool. But Who it, you been talking to? Right? Exactly. <laughs> you been talk talking to strange men? <laughs> <laughs> strange bald men. I ended up turning out to be one. <laughs> but the bottom line is that I feel like cartoons now, they, 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 so, they try to pattern so much down to their audience. They try to 
to cater to it to an audience so much they that they dilute their product and by diluting the product it just makes it so bad and i feel like you don't need to so i feel like this cartoon is just yeah. really really well, bad I mean, it's not just this cartoon it's not just the cartoons i mean it's everything is dumbing down to kids i mean it's it's really weird that you know kids are left alone at home um they got these facebook you know they're tweeting um tweeting um you know they're sending naked pictures of themselves whatever also all over the place and then at the same time society turns around it's like oh they're just children and they must be taught a certain way i'm like we were all children too and and you know just like the cat was saying the, the tv cartoons i mean you know granted everybody always loves the things they grew up with because those are our fondest memories they're our first memories they're embedded deeper in our brain i guess so that you have a, a fonder spot for them but still even with a a, a a, a less biased eye when you look back on cartoons that were made in the 60s and the 70s and even the early part of the 80s even maybe even to the middle of the 80s you know like the cap said they weren't dumbed down i mean no again they weren't shakespeare i mean this this wasn't something that was you know was this wasn't gone for the limb you know right. Warren Peace, exactly <laughs> this isn't Dostoevsky. they were cartoons but they could still be watched and they could be appreciated by at least older teens i won't say adults were going to love them you know right. i don't see you know some 50 year old mom going yes you know uh you know, the Power Rangers are great, <laughs> you <know? Right. laughs> but, you know, but at least you could watch a lot of the Voltron, the um, G-Force, um, you oh, know, Battle, Battle of the Planets, Planets. Uh, you oh know, my God. even Scooby-Doo. I mean, it, it had a double entendre kind of a humor here and there. I mean, absolutely. But yeah. even like the new, but I think the newer cartoons, just to add on, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Mike, um, the newer cartoons in the late 90s were trying to do that too, trying to bring some sensibility back to cartoons. Johnny Bravo and, and the Powerpuff right. Girls, oh, even though they were simplistic, in um, their, you know, how they came up with the characters and the plots, but there was something complex about like, you know, like the character development and, and, and the way they moved some of the plots along. And I mean, the Powerpuff Girls, you could be, you could watch it as somebody who is, somebody who is um, five and you want to buy yourself a Powerpuff Girl doll. And then you can watch it as somebody who's 22 saying, yo, the, 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 that cartoon is pretty kick-ass and, and want to buy a doll also. <laughs> no, and, exactly. But but the difference, though, with the cartoons you mentioned, because I love um, the ones that you've just mentioned, too, Dexter, Powerpuff, Johnny, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Especially no, the Powerpuff Bravo. Girls. They were, they really reached into, like, the, the pop culture and, and then the past and stuff. But remember, they all came on in the evening time. And I don't mean 10 p.m., but they were all on after 7, 7 or 8 o'clock. Yep. Right. You know, the stuff that we watched at 8 in the morning, seven in the morning, you know, on Saturdays yeah. and stuff like that, that stuff was still written along that same idea. You know, um, I mean, even like Wacky Racers, you know. Wacky, wow. oh, wow. You know, I mean, again, it was just like, you got Ooh, all the double old. entendres. Yeah, they were great, man. That, see, this is where Boomerang comes in handy, man. Oh, that channel. Boomerang. Yes. Yeah, Boomerang exists. Well, it's because Hanna-Barbera wants to recycle his cartoons oh. also. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest, you know, you need a vehicle. They're like, oh, why don't we create our own vehicle? I mean, smart. Yeah, exactly. But absolutely. I mean, they did, Hanna-Barbera did some things right when it came to cartoons, especially superhero cartoons. They always got Batman and Robin correct. Right. They always got the Justice League correct. They always got, I mean, those cartoons were just... Even you know, El Dorado? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, that should be our next issue, um, how, how they ruin the Latin culture when it comes to superheroes. So, wait a minute, you have a cape and you can turn invisible, but you're walking around bare-chested with that um, Beatles haircut? I mean, like... Because he had a fine Corinthian leather tan. <laughs> <laughs> well... I mean, uh, anyway, uh, the point. He had the Wrath of Khan chest. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I don't want to see Ricardo Montalban um, shirtless at any point right Is now. Is he still alive? Is he alive? I don't know. That's I mean, look him up there. <laughs> look him up in the meantime. In the meantime, but I mean, uh, I guess the bottom line is that Agents of Smash, not very smashing. 
Ooh, so clever. Oh, I try, I try, you know, the cop got to try. (laughs) All right, and it's going to lead, actually, this is going to lead us to our next subject. Usually we take a break in between subjects or uh, or themes, but I guess this kind of ties in right directly with what we wanted to talk about this week. Yes, sir. Uh, Ricardo Montalban died in 2009. 2009? 2009, wow. Wow. I wonder if he'll see the great De Plaine in the sky. (laughs) Wow. De Plaine, De Plaine. See if Tattoo's still alive. (laughs) Hervé Villachez? Was is that his name? Hervé Villachez, yeah. Hervé Villachez? Hervé. Uh, H-E-R-V-E, I believe. Hervé well, where was Villachez. he from? I don't know. What do you think I was? His next door neighbor? Don't you know all this stuff? You know, you He's know from this... Paris, France. There you go. He's French? Yeah, he died in 93. Yeah, uh, oui, oui. That's why I remember he died a while ago. I should have remembered that. They're playing, they're playing, boys. Oh, that was fine. All right. <laughs> so um, this week, actually, what we wanted to talk about, and I'm so glad that we started this conversation like this because it kind of ties into what we're talking about. Wait, we were talking about something shitty. What are we going to talk about now? We're going to talk. Actually, we're going to talk about. <laughs> so I guess I should change the theme to not what's wrong with comics, but what's shitty with comics. How about that? Yeah. There we go. It's really the same answer, no matter what you try. <laughs> actually, I've got a couple of things that you know that I definitely want to go. But who wants to go first in regards to what do you feel like is shitty with comics? I mean, we let's get let's let's not get it twisted. And listeners, let's not get it twisted. There's a lot that I love about comics. There's a reason why this podcast exists because us three we love comic books. And as you, if you're listening, you, you probably do too. But there's part, some things about comic books um, recently. I don't know within the past five, ten, maybe even fifteen years 20. that have that have changed and kind of makes you have a, a, a sour taste in your mouth when it comes to reading a book or even picking up or collecting a book. So I guess um, we want to discuss that and talk about what we feel in our opinions make comic books shitty. Uh, I, I'll go first because I, I, mine is pretty quick. But, well, with, with the advent of technology now, um, even old comics that came out in the 40s, you can read now digitally. So a lot of the stories have been just redone in, in a newer way. And that's what I, I kind of uh, think is a little bit shitty because, sure, you, you can retell the story. I mean, we retell stories all the time. But come up with new ones also and new lines. And just the Trinity War right now is, is a, a, a freaking great example of what's going on when you bring back the crime syndicate and you're just going to retell the same story all over again. Or come you up mean with like Infinity idea. with uh, Thanos attacking again exactly. looking for the Infinity Gems from the 80s? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how hard is it to come up with a, a, a new idea, a new storyline, you know? Well, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. I agree with you. Usually I try to like play devil's advocate. I agree with you. But the one thing I will say is that I remember an English teacher telling me that there are only certain stories you can tell. And then after a while, you almost recycle the same themes. Well, that's You're, the whole thing. In other words, there's only but so many themes you know that that are interested in telling a story right it's how you tell the story that makes it different and Absolutely. that's what we're not doing anymore in other words they're just rehashing something you know yep. they're, they're they're not just saying like oh um like for instance you, you figure most stories are about love death mm-hmm. um you know vindication actually, yeah vindication you know things along that line or or just to take another example um off of storytelling for one second like when they talk about murders like there's basically only three reasons that you have a murder it's either for money for love or to cover up another crime yeah like in other words so that, or, or for power um to kill yeah, somebody to, to move up that would to, be i'm sorry like, well, yeah, that's comic like form a, like yes yeah. I, i'm in charge of lexicorp ha, 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 sorry. well that's still like murder though i'm just saying like you know that's kind of love money i'm so, you know that yeah i guess the power is kind of in there um but the whole point is that even if you say there's only three or four different themes right Look how many books have involved it and are good telling books. It's because it's not 
what was the root cause? Like in other words, uh, going back to comic books, fine, you want the Infinity Gems. Why isn't someone else looking for them? Um, you know, uh, why can't Thanos have another objective? Yep. You know, um, the Trinity War, you know, could you not have introduced the crime scene in a different way? I know you tried to be unique, but that just sucked. Um, you know, just, <laughs> just no matter what the tale is, I mean, how many times is Jean Grey going to come back from the dead? How many? Uh, and how many, many times, times are we going to then wonder? <laughs> That's true. And then how many times, if she's coming back from the dead, are we going to wonder if the Phoenix Force is going to come back and find her? I mean, it, it's tiring. It's, it's not novel. It's not exciting anymore. No one's jumping out of bed going, gee, let me see what happens when Jean comes back again. You know? <laughs> and um, spoilers, she is back again. Yep. But this is written differently and written well. No, no, no. Agreed, and but she's I'm not back from the dead. Oh, here we go. She's from another time. <laughs> right, yeah. right, 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 right. So, well, my idea of what they should do, you know how they say that if you get a room at filling with typewriters and a whole bunch of chimps, right. they'll eventually write the great works of Shakespeare? Right. Maybe they can write some comic stories, too. We just get them there. <laughs> Have them type it up. But that'll be great. But then we're just going to have a thousand monkeys in a room typing Shakespeare. <laughs> no, no, no. So maybe, maybe, you know, they say they'll type Shakespeare, but who knows what else they could type. That's maybe one true. of those stories will come out. With maybe it. if we breed, like we dissect the monkeys and, and interbreed them with like Stan Lee's genetic DNA. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine a thousand monkeys saying Excelsior while they're typing? No, you know that picture? Excelsior! <laughs> I, I, first off, monkeys can speak. No. Number two, I'm afraid. Right. I'm sorry. We're talking about comic books again? Wow. <laughs> Gorilla Grodd will <laughs> kick your ass. <laughs> All I got to say is this. I mean, if you're going to have that monkey that, 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 that monkey room with the typewriters, please make sure that I don't have to, to, to um, take care of them because I can just picture me saying, excuse me, Mr. Monkey, are you done? And a flying piece of dong comes at me. <laughs> that means come back later. Don't bother me. <laughs> so I'm like, exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I hear you on, on, on what's wrong. I'm not sure if I like the monkey idea. <laughs> hey, it'd be good for a few laughs, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But I mean, I've read those laughs, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely, I definitely agree with, with um, what, what you were saying. Absolutely. Yeah. No, 100%. But, but the monkeys? Has to be... No, no. <laughs> with, with, with the rehashing, I mean, but it's it's funny because it's almost what's happening with the movie industry. They can't come up with their own original movies, that so they start true. rehashing. I mean, they they make they, they remake all these other movies that were perfectly yeah. good on their own. Well, Wait, I, you, I'll tell you this. The, Hollywood doesn't remake movies. It's not like they remade The Parent Trap or Freaky Friday or uh, Total Recall or Psycho or, gee, I can't think of any more right now. What's that? They're going to do... Uh, Poltergeist, which is going to piss me off. Which, do you consider Blade Runner uh, like a, a rehash? Because you know it's about the... They've redone Blade Runner? Well, no, but it, Blade Runner itself, it's about uh, the book, um, Do Androids Dream of Electronic Sleep? Right. Oh, I guess they did redo Blade Runner in a way. They with, did? With iRobot, in a way. No, no, no. iRobot is the Isaac Asimov story. Okay. Right. Yeah, so that was its own story. No, no, I, I don't think they've redone Blade Runner, and they better not. I swear they better I think not. they're trying to. Probably. They... Right. Well, and mind you, the, the, sometimes there are stories that need to be retold, but I think the ones that suck need to be retold. But if you're going to retell it, retell it. Don't make another movie. Like, like when I um, brought up Total Recall. Total Recall is a great, fun film from the original Schwarzenegger film and stuff like that. The one that they made with um, Colin Farrell, right? Yeah. All they had to do was call it Total Recall: Colon Earth War, or I mean, whatever you wanted to call it. Just, yep. in other words, you didn't remake Total Recall. Nope. You just made a, an addition to the Total Recall franchise. Yep. I would have watched that. Still, would have thought it sucked, yep. but I would have watched it with different eyes, and probably had a better appreciation for it. Yep. But the fact that you're telling me you're remaking Total Recall, and you give me a shitty, shitty, shitty version, 
It was just pointless. I, I could hear Arnold Schwarzenegger right now going, saying, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and see, the bad accent wasn't me this time. <laughs> hey. He would just, get your ass out of that editing room. <laughs> get out here now. No. I don't want to see this. <laughs> wow. That accent was really bad. Now I know what it is to be on the other end of that shit. Oh, my, mine's pretty faithful there. Mine's pretty faithful. <laughs> faithful to what? Horribleness? Oh, come on. <laughs> get your ass to Mars. Okay, that's better. Yeah, that's, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what's a good movie that I actually I saw recently? Okay. And it's a total mind fuck. Hmm. Now you see me. Really? Now you see me? Now you see me. You should... It's, if you haven't seen it yet, it's, it's probably coming up on DVD. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, with the magicians and the... Yeah. Yes. I keep seeing the commercial and I keep going, eh, but you're saying it's, it's not bad? It's I a mind know. fuck. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. this. I, I had my friend watch it, right? And he kept coming up with theories of who's like the, the boss in charge and who's like taking care of everything. Uh-huh. And you would not figure it out until the very end when it's all revealed. Oh, nice. Don't give that away. I'm going to check it out. I, I'm not going to give it <laughs> yeah, away. We it's, haven't seen it, so we don't want spoilers. It is... <laughs> And I say again, thinking this is not a live calling show. People call us, fuck. fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> oh goodness, nice. You, you okay. will not stop guessing. The moment you start watching it, you're gonna be like, "Is it him? Is it her? Is it Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman's got to be it. You know, he's in it. It's always him." He was in like 90 films that year or something like that. He's probably hey, too tired to but, be a villain. But don't you notice that the, 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 the actors do that in rotation? That they'll be they'll, like a summer where they're like in four films, or a year where they're in like four films, then you yeah. don't see him for like. Five, being like, what the hell? Well, Morgan Friedman can't afford that. It's like, see him now before he dies. It's like uh, this guy, uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, has been in a lot of movies. Like, uh, and they've all been good, haven't they? <laughs> wow. Uh, well, how well did that? Uh, what was the uh, Turbo do? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he are was you, also in, in the Crudes. He was the Green Lantern. What? He was also in the Crudes. Was he? Yeah, he was the voice and of the, the guy. Crew, and the Crudes didn't do, do, do that well either. Oh, what a surprise. I just saw it last night. It was actually pretty Are good. Are you bashing him because he's a, he's a Green Lantern and yeah. you know how much I love Green Lantern? You, so you love the movie? <laughs> no. No. Sometimes you have to... You have to it's called tough love. Or, <laughs> or, or to uh, do it the way they did it on the Big Bang Theory. You said I liked the Green Lantern movie and you were 114 minutes of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. I can't watch that movie. That's another movie. If I have a geeks on the go question, what movie? And, would you oh, wait, I'm sorry, we haven't gotten to Blade Three yet with Ryan Reynolds. How was that movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. And didn't he do something else? He did, he did a bunch of rom coms too. No, 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 no. He I'm talking Wolverine. about. He, he was didn't Deadpool. He do Wolverine. Action. Oh, that's it. There he you was go. Deadpool. Deadpool. Wolverine. And how was that movie? He actually, well, that movie. Was yeah, good. yeah, exactly. That's my whole point. <laughs> so I've just managed to list what four or five movies he's been in, and we haven't it's, gotten a good it's point. It's not yet. his fault. Mike, Mike, Mike's bright one time, and he bashes the cap. That should be. That should be the name of this freaking he wasn't buried have you seen buried no i've heard that's a pretty interesting movie to watch it is very good buried buried yes he, it's a movie where he plays uh what's it called one of those uh contractors that go into afghanistan to like a mercenary kind of not, not a mercenary oh. it's like they actually he's an actual contractor oh okay so um and then he gets captured by uh, rebels or whatever and he, they bury him and all they leave him is a cell phone so they call him and then they tell him, call someone. To, they got to pay this ransom or else we're not going to go bury you. I mean, pick, uh, unbury you. Oh, wow. So in the movie, he calls, uh, like, uh, they gave him a number that he has to call in, in case of an emergency. And it's like the whole trying to, him waiting in the box, trying to see if they're going to get him. 
and I'm not gonna ruin the end, but you should go watch it and see okay. if, if he actually gets out. So wow. basically, he goes to Afghanistan, meets a bunch of rebels that have seen the other movies that no, I no, just no. mentioned. They the, grab him, they bury him, the and movie he starts, calls his agent in order to get out. The whole movie is just him in the box. Ah, oh, okay. One yeah. of those retrospective. You yeah. know, let me let me tell you the story where why I'm here right now. Yeah, it's well, no, no, he, he's, he's there's no actual narration or anything. It's just like you're that omnipresent watcher watching him in the box going through all of this and it's, it's very interesting i really think i would enjoy watching ryan, uh, ryan reynolds trapped in a box underground <laughs> shouldn't the movie be called unburied that's the whole point they want to get him unburied no but he's buried though that's why it's called buried all right yo. <laughs> the, the cat was attempting humor i was trying <laughs> i'm not the captain of humor not very well no, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not the captain of accents either but neither are you stick to what you know but i'm not the cap i'm the tech guy i'm good and, with that and, te- and technically you suck at accents <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, what you talking about son <laughs> um what was that your only thing that you feel is wrong with comics the fact that they're rehashing that's my main thing that's your main one okay yeah, yeah. The other thing is, you know, uh, that's it. Nah, you could go next. Oh, oh, okay. Well, actually, I was going to say, let's take a short break, and um, we'll be back with um, the continuation of this conversation about what's shitty about comics right after we take a little breather. See you, see you in a couple. <sighs> <laughs> Hey guys, what's going on? This is The Cap again, letting you know that we want to hear from you. We meaning me, Mike, and Ralph. So we just want to hear what's on your mind. Do you agree with some of the things we said? Do you think we're full of crap? Or just some suggestions you have? We definitely want you to hit us up. So please take the time out and you can email us at m22lcmr at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our Twitter handle at meanwhile 22 also, if you're wondering what the hell are they talking about by a Doctor Who border, you can check our growing um, website at meanwhile22pageslater.com. That 22 is a number. Now back to the show. All right. <laughs> We're back. We're <laughs> See, now I'll, I pointed at you. Yeah, now, now you pointed at me. Fucking ass. Um, one thing I'll say is that I guess being the tech person must be very, very, you know, very stressful because you know, I could believe not that. at all. Well, I mean, between the between me heavy breathing on the mic and the crunching of the chips from last week, I must be a tech's nightmare, huh? Not really. You know, I, I, I actually have annoyance. I feel all powerful because here I am telling you to move closer, move back, you know, or you know, do this, do that, and you do it. That's what Simon says. Because I do want this. to be heard. No. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, we're continuing our discussion on what is wrong or what is shitty with comic books. Um, did you want to go, Mike, or should yeah, I? Yeah, go? go ahead. All right. Well, I mean, I've got, I've got a four. I'll say I've got a four-point proposal. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I've got a couple of things that I find wrong with comic books, and I'll tell you um, right off the bat. And my Mike, I know you're probably going to agree with me. Is um, I feel like in comic books they're constantly revamping. We're going to restart the universe. Oh. Again, we're going to change our universe. Oh. Again, we're going to make it so that, you know, from here on forward, it'll be the best. I say again, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times have we gone through, I mean, okay, in the 80s, they had Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, which began who, everything. Right, which which re, rebooted the entire DC universe. Because, because? Because back in the day, DC had all these different universes um, where they have, you know, we have our universe, and I put in air quotes, our universe. 
um, where we have our Superman and our Batman, and then you had different versions of the same universe where you had slight variations or more drastic variations, like you had, you know, Batman with the Bat Family, I believe, and Bat Children, and right. you know, you had Superman with Crypto in some universes. In some universes, right. you had the the, the 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 crime syndicate. You had all these different Earth versions. Earth cool. That's where the uh, Freedom Fighters came from. The Germans won the war. Nazis won. Right. Yeah, that was a cool universe. So you have all these different universes that you know that you know that that existed and dc figured out you know what with all these different writings maybe we're confusing people maybe we need to make one universe one superman one batman so they created this miniseries called crisis on infinite earths they were wrong (laughs) they were way wrong i mean they they did a lot of things that kind of changed the universe forever like i mean they killed supergirl they killed flash i love that was actually a great i actually cried when i read that really it brought a tear to my eye that was just Moving. When did you read it? Were you like 12, 13? Um, Last week. It came out in, what, 84, <laughs> 84 85, so... Uh, Barry Allen Flash? I, yeah. Barry Allen Flash. That's why he was gone. That's why um, That's why Wally, Wally West, West took was over, yeah. For probably all of your life, actually. Yeah. That's why he was the Flash, is because yeah. Barry died. And the weirdest part about that whole thing was when they consolidated all the infinite worlds into one world, the event quote-unquote, didn't happen in anyone's memory. So everyone knew there was Barry Allen the Flash, and then they knew he died? Right. Because he just wasn't there anymore, but, like, no one remembered the war. I mean... Because it was, it was out of now all historic context. So he just wasn't there anymore. And, and, oh, and Wonder Woman was devolved back to clay. Right. So she also, quote-unquote, died, and her mother... This is how horrible it got. Her mother took up the mantle because then they had to explain how there was a Wonder Woman pre-war, pre-World uh, War II. Right. Um, so it was Hippolyta had been sent back because she did something wrong and she had to become Wonder Woman and it, it was convoluted. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that's fine. Um, well, I mean, I just feel like there's constant revamping and from Crisis on, I can understand there are, there are events that are going to change the universe. But not rewrite it. And that's my problem. Like when and we talked about it last week, we talked about the, the idea of all these different titles coming together to make one, you know, like the, the whole miniseries, like Secret Wars. You know, but Secret Wars wasn't to change the universe to, and rewrite, rewrite Marvel history and change it, you know, start it from one all over again. It was to make it like an event in life. You know, you keep right. moving with the characters and, and, you know, whatever happened, happened. I mean, right. it was to I, give Spider Man a new costume. Give Spider Man a new costume. The <laughs> thing left the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, um, Jen Walters, you know, the, the um, She-Hulk joined the Fantastic Four with right. them. Um, Doctor Doom got his comeuppance. <laughs> well, he just realized he wasn't the shit. Right. Yeah. I, what? Someone defeated his ego? Yeah, basically when he was had to work around Galactus, he was just kind of like, I could really just die. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely felt mortality. But, um, but to bring it back all, all, all about what I was saying is that I feel like now there's this itch to rewrite the universe. Now, I understand you want to make it relevant to this time. Because think about when Spider-Man was written in 1960-whatever, 1967? Before that. 64? I think around Okay, then. because I'm thinking about his first villains and what was it about. And, you know, you're talking about a different social climate at that time. Different, you know, different things going on. There was no cell phones. There was no internet. All that stuff. So they're trying to make the, the characters up to date. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they, they, they just, they rebooted the universe maybe maybe twice within the past of 10 years? Um, not, well, well, not Marvel, but on DC. Years. Yeah. Right, because, DC, yeah. Because Marvel has never rebooted its universe. 
The well, closest they've done is the one more day with Spider-Man. I was just that was the say closest that. they got. I'm not saying that that's acceptable, but and, at least they didn't dare insult everybody, you know, right. and just go, oh, everything you knew, gone. And for those who don't know who One More Day is, basically, the long story short, um, Spider-Man made a mistake and um, somehow got Aunt May shot and killed. Gut shot. That woman can do everything. <laughs> she got gut shot. She, she, was, she was on her deathbed. And she, he's, he's crying out to, like, whoever, saying, look, I, um, I would do anything to get her life back. Mephisto hears it. He has Spider-Man, actually Peter Parker, jumping through all these hoops to try to, uh, to save her life. And he's kind of like, you know, he's... he's He's just he's screwing with Spider-Man's brain, and at some point, um, they figure out a way of giving Spider-Man back um, Aunt May, which is to get rid of his love for Mary Jane. Him and Mary because Jane they just... have the most perfect love, as Mephisto puts it. Right. Damn you, Sue and Reed, and all the <laughs> other married heroes. He was just like, nope, this is it. <laughs> so basically, just like 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 the snap of the fingers, or as Mike would like to say. The sneeze of Franklin Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man was single, and his marriage with Mary Jane never existed. And some things that happened within the past twenty years did not happen. Some things. Some things, yeah, exactly. So, which made it confusing. So that, I mean, that's what's totally wrong with comic books. I feel like you know, one of the things is you're always rewriting your universe, trying to fix the mistakes, as opposed to getting better writers and writing not around it but with it. Well, the weird part is um, the whole Mary Jane thing. And I remember talking to a, uh, an ex-Marvel editor. Um, regarding the reasoning behind this, and I'm not saying that he knows because he was out of the Marvel business by this point, but it's not like he knows this was the exact reason for One More Day, but the whole point was, believe it or not, they wanted to break up Peter and Mary Jane. Right. They had been wanting to do that since they got married. So you're talking about, they got married in, what, the 70s? No, no, they got married in 86 because they had the the marriage ceremony at Shea Stadium. They had like a mock ceremony. Okay, yeah. So, So you figure all that time they've been wanting to break them up, and so a normal person out there listening right now would go, why wouldn't he just divorce her? <laughs> well, because he's a superhero and he's prim and proper. Because Spider-Man, up until I think two years ago, I think, never drank alcohol once. Okay, so that's how prim and proper they had made Spider-Man. So they were just like, well, he can't divorce her. That wouldn't be right. And then, of course, but, Mary well, Jane was they, too popular to kill. But remember, they also, they also did try to divorce Angle and it didn't work and he got back together. Well, that's well, obviously, it's not real life. That's the writers putting it back together. Because, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's my whole point. That's why. Because they, they couldn't yeah. divorce him because I think then... But, you know, you're also talking a different time when they tried to divorce him. I'm sure then... It was, not, the, it was, nine, it was 97. Oh, that's true. It was yeah. 97. Yeah, it was so, like 84, 85 yeah. with Reaganomics right. and all that stuff. Yeah, it so was, I mean, it's not like people were that much in an uproar, meaning no, morally. It's just that on a comic fandom level, there was the outrage of like, well, Spider-Man wouldn't do that. It's just kind of like how Clark could never um, divorce Lois. And guess what? He doesn't have to. He just kills her. Well, no. Well, yeah, he does. I love Damn. Reed. <laughs> Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, where he is constantly killing her. I love those. Um, but, um, you know, DC uh, 52, he's not with Lois. Right. You know, so I mean, like, it's just these wonderful events to free up their heroes, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. He's, he's with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Could you imagine, though, that uh, how that um, divorce proceeding would go between uh, Peter Parker and, and Mary Jane Watson? She's like, oh, I want the web shooters. <laughs> I want the web shooters. You, you can have everything else. I just want the web shooters. Oh, okay, okay, but just don't take the spider car. <laughs> the spider mobile. The spider mobile. I yeah. love that dune buggy. Yeah, that's what 70s comics definitely did wrong. You can keep all your super villains. I'll just take the web shooters. I, I demand one half your spider sense, though. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I think, I mean, they've tried to re- redo the universe a couple of times. I mean, Heroes Reborn. 
they tried to redo the universe oh. and failed miserably. Are you familiar with Heroes Reborn, um, Ralph? Yeah. yeah. About what, you know, the, um, them going into that pocket universe. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, no, don't blow any dust at Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a the universe. <laughs> so I feel like that's, for me, that's number one that's wrong with comic books. I actually wrote a couple of them. Number two, why can't people stay dead? Oh, yeah, I, I mean, some of the, 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 the joy of the comic book is the fact that, yeah, it's not real life, but there's some elements of real life. Like somebody dies and you have to move forward and there's, there's consequence. growth. Absolutely, there's consequence and there's growth. You know what it is? Everybody wants to be like Jesus. Well, there's definitely that. And then you get the, uh, my, my favorite reason, which is, um, oh, well, there was a fan outcry. No, there wasn't. <laughs> there was no fa- yeah, that one person <laughs> yeah. but yet somehow fan outcries in the millions when they should be undoing something goes unheard yeah. I mean if I go over the list over people that I'm talking about like that that are that died and came back to life and we can go over and over I mean Bucky recently <laughs> Cap recently Superman not Bat- decent enough Batman <laughs> Cyclops he didn't die he was sent back in time yeah <laughs> But, but 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 his ashes. I mean, his his bones were in the bat suit. That's why I never really understood. I'm... It was a really good diet. He was on that Miami <laughs> diet. <laughs> it was just Callista Flockhart. Wow. Oh man, another skinny reference. Oh goodness. Wow. <laughs> I should have used her instead of Lara Flynn Boyle. Um, <laughs> Cyclops. Yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. Jean Grey. Don't forget Colossus. Jean Grey. Jean Grey. <laughs> Jean Grey. <laughs> Gwen Stacy. Oh God, they just destroyed her. Why can't people? What? What? Uh, what do you guys think? Why can't they keep them dead? Well, what, what, I mean, the fan outcry, yes, but once again, bad writing. Yeah. yeah, there is no fan outcry for these people. I mean, it's great. We all have those things in life that we want to see turned around. We all do. Yeah. You know, I mean, we all have experienced loss in some way, whether it's family member, you know, a personal loved one, or just a favorite pet. I mean, we've all had loss. Yep. You know, but it's great, but we know that can't turn around and understand. Like you said, this is a comic book. There are certain deaths that just should stay, and I don't mean it has to be one or two out of the people that you listed or even those that you missed. It's, like you said, it, there's something to the consequence. It, it makes the comic book more real. You know, I mean, obviously you're not going to kill off Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman or Cyclops. They probably actually could get away with killing him if they really wanted to. Um, I mean, they, they really killed could, Professor X. Which yeah. angers me to no end. I mean, it's Most likely they're going to bring him back again. They, they're not going to bring him back. Well, his brain is in the Red Skull's head right now. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And that god-awful Uncanny Avengers storyline. You love it. You're, you're buying stock in that comic book. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, it's um, there's just something to it. When, when the character dies, you, you mourn it, you lost, and you always talk... Uh, one of the big ones, actually, that you didn't mention there, I know you said you know you weren't going to go to everybody, uh, Captain Marvel. Yes, he, I mean he didn't just die; he died of cancer. Mm-hmm. He died like a human being. It was one of the most emotional yeah, and, stories. And he's an alien, right? Yeah, he's in a, he's a Kree alien, but um, he was fighting Nuclon. Yeah. Um, and they were in some kind of a nuclear waste, for sake of argument, um, kind of facility. Nuclon exploded, like because that's all that he does. Um, and you know uh, the battles won. I mean, they were. I think uh, Captain Marvel got splashed with some stuff, but you know, superhero. I always get splashed with stuff. And the fight went on, went off. You know, and it wasn't like a next day. That's what the greatest part was. It wasn't like next issue we're dealing with Captain Marvel. You know, having cancer. It was years later. You know, maybe they just saw that his sales weren't up as much, and that he wasn't a major character any longer, and that his story arc had kind of run its course. You know, they just had it like, well, what happens if we fell a hero with the most mortal of mortal illnesses? He didn't have some strange mystic, you know, 
um, you know, illness that's running a virus, no nanovirus in his system. I mean, it was just cancer. And then he, you know, they have all the heroes on the earth just gather around him. I mean, it was just so touching. And then even what, 30, 40 years, they're like, oh, here he is. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what it is, is that sometimes the writers don't really plan out what they're trying to do, no. you know? And they write themselves into a corner and they find that the only way they can write themselves out is to bring someone back from the dead. Right. Thinking you know? that that'll be like surprising. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what the twist? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's back from the dead. I didn't see that coming. But, I, but it, it's it's been done so many times. It's almost like, I can remember when Robin died. We talked about this in, in, oh, in previous podcasts. Which, which Robin? Um, um, Jason, Jason Todd. Todd's Robin. Okay. Robin too. The only one that should have died. Right. And, and once again, <laughs> somebody who's been brought back to life. Oh, I mean, They shouldn't have been. <laughs> it's like Robin, you know, Rob, they killed Robin off. They had the 1-800 line, you know, the, the, the fans. The fans spoke. The fans spoke. He died. And then, you know, like we talked about um, Hush and, you know, Jim Lee and, and Scott Williams using Clayface turning into, you know, Clayface posing as Jason Todd, the fuck with Batman's mind. That was great. That was fantastic. But they should have just left it as that. But then to bring Jason Todd back and you had to explain how that happened after all this time, I mean, you know, he, he died as a boy, dead. now he's a man. I mean, so it's like, it's a lot of things to explain. Lucy, you guys planning to do? Lucy, you best explain. See, it's a good you, accent. Spanish, you know, right? next time, you know, just practice your accents like, you know, at home while you're by yourself and, and see how you sound. <laughs> wow. Get like the original and compare it. Well, yeah, but you know what? I'll, I'll do an accent, and you'll still rate it Six Claws. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Six Claws is a special rating. Your, your accents only get one. <laughs> the middle one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. One rusted, broken claw. <laughs> and, and before I move to the next point, Hal Jordan's another example. Yeah. I mean, and I love Hal Jordan, and I understand that he was the best Green Lantern, but they had already Oh, because he was on. white? No, because he was the best. Because Kyle Rayner was white, and he was garbage. <laughs> He was and, an artist. You and, should love him. And John Stewart, yeah, I, I do love him. But I mean, as an artist, not as a fighter. Um, Hal Jordan, Hal Jordan, um, John, John Stewart, Stewart was a Green Lantern, also, comedian. But, but they wrote him. No. <laughs> because he's Black, been on hiatus on his show, so I didn't know if he was patrolling sector two eight one four. Black John, the Green Lantern, who had Black no John. Black John. <laughs> Black John. You know that's what they call him on the OA. Yeah. Hey, so, so, Black so John. Black John. Yeah. How? No, no, no. The other one. Who? Who? Black John. <laughs> Why? Because we don't like calling him that. We used to call him Negro John, but we heard that's years Where's ago. Nigga John? Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait till this is released. <laughs> But well, um, I mean, but go. Oh, by the way, folks, it's okay. I am black. Yeah. <laughs> Mike is black. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, what I was gonna what, to add to that, what I was gonna say was that John Stewart wasn't John Stewart from the Justice League Unlimited. He didn't speak like that. He was the way he was written. I won't say he was safe, but he wasn't Holy Christmas. Um, Luke Cage. Sweet Christmas. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, he was a military man, so he had discipline, and he grew. He came from a poor neighborhood, so he had that sort of like uh, upbringing where he wants justice, and you know. Right, but, but, but a if black you read... hero from a poor neighborhood, <laughs> I can't even imagine that's what they were thinking idea. during that seventies. Static that's... shock. What? <laughs> that's 
<laughs> Luke Cage, who? <laughs> that's probably talk. That's probably gonna go right into what you think is wrong with comic books when we get into that. Well, that's a lot I have wrong with comic books. <laughs> <laughs> Many. Two points that I'll just hit them real quick. I don't want to waste no, time. Please go. Um, that's what we're here for. Doesn't does everyone have to be related? Oh, One of my favorite that. stories was when Stan Lee. That's my Stan Lee impersonation. Yeah, it's <laughs> Excelsior. <kind of> Columbo, <laughs> Peter Falk. Oh, a little bit there. I got one more thing. One I don't more know. Thing, I don't man. know. Maybe, maybe you can help me out with this. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, Stan Lee um, had talked about him and the original creator of Spider-Man was him. Was it Ditko or was it... Um, Kirby. Was it oh, Kirby? Kirby. I think it was Kirby. Yeah. Well, all I know is one of the in the run of in the run of Spider-Man, him and the artist had broken up because they they had conflicted on they were conflicted on who was going to be the, the Green Goblin. Stanley had said, "Well, it's got to be somebody that he knows, somebody close to him. So it should be Norman Osborn." And um, the um, uh, oh, thank you. Um, and Ditko was the one who said, no, are you freaking out of your mind? It shouldn't be anybody related to him. Why is everybody's got to be related? Let it just be some random random person. Somebody that he doesn't know, that you know, he, he, he captures him and finds out his identity, but he doesn't know who he is. And Stan Lee and him fought over that for years and eventually Ditko left. I think that's one of the, one of the main reasons he left the book, because of that. And, it go, and if you notice, when they did all the rewrites, when the new 52 came out, everything's related. When they did this, the, the Marvel mm-hmm. Ultimate Universe... Everything was related. Everything had to do with something. Like um, Wolverine was had super soldier serum, which oh. which explained why you know he had the mutant. This is the factor. ultimate universe for all you. The, do, the ultimate know. universe, not 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 uh, Marvel universe proper, um, because everybody's related in some way, shape, or form. Everybody has to do with each other. There's no like, okay, well, you have hero one, and you have villain one. And villain one became a, a villain because hero one was with his grandmother, and it's like <laughs> they, they, they make these stories so like closely knit. It's like is is everything so close together? And New York City's like that, but the rest of the world is not like that. Right. Well, I mean, it, in Marvel particular, I mean, DC's guilty of it. Um, oh, actually, they both are. Uh, DC's guilty of it more so with villains, you know, working nearby or something like that, and kind of know the the hero, even though they don't know that that's the hero. But Marvel with the mutants, I mean, they are an incestuous bunch. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, Mystique is the mother of Nightcrawler and maybe Sabretooth? Isn't that right? That's what I heard. Yeah. I thought it was um, the, the guy that was in, in, in first class. What's, what's his name? Oh, um, 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 that's, the, that's, the, that's the father. Oh, right, I'm saying, but Mystique is the mother of Nightcrawler. But, but we're oh, saying she's, she's the mother of two Sabretooth, separate mutants, yeah. You know. And then Sabretooth was rumored to be Wolverine's Wolverine. father, but then could also be his son. And you're like... What? I thought Sabretooth and Wolverine were brothers. And then there's that thought, too. Well, that's from the movie. That everybody, but I think what happened was, I don't want to get to what, what happened, but I know that Marvel came to a point where there was a lot of, there was a lot of their secrets shrouded in mystery. Or, or a lot of their secrets that weren't revealed, not shrouded in mystery. But it was just, it was just, there was a lot of things they didn't reveal yet, and maybe they, they didn't have the answers. They just wrote it as, okay, well, we're going to fill this blank later. And then when they came out with the movie, like, oh, shoot, they, 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 they named Rogue. We got to start writing our stuff before the movies come. Yeah, and because Rogue writing. never had a name. She was always Rogue. Like from first issue, her first appearance was in Avengers Annual Number Ten, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Where she stole Ms. Marvel's powers, and she was Rogue then, and she never had a name, but now she's Marianne. Yep. Or Mariam. Marie. 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 Sorry, sorry, Marie. Marie. Yeah, Marie. she's Marie now. Yeah. So in the South, remember that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's always been the same. Marie. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the fact that you know that 
they didn't know what to do with Wolverine, Wolverine and Sabretooth's relationship, but they've always made sure that everybody's related somehow, and, and that bothers me. It's like, you know, can we come up with original ideas of people not in your inner circle that you have problems well, with? It's lazy writing. That's, that's what I always call it. I mean, it's just, oh, well, if I have to invent somebody that somehow isn't in the circle of this, that means I have to actually use my imagination, which is what you're paying me to do, <laughs> is use their imagination. I have well, to use my imagination. Have to use their imagination. Yeah. And be a writer right? of fiction. <laughs> it reminds me of the movie Scream. How, um, ah. well, think about how many of the killers were related to someone, to the father or to like the, the mother. It, it, was, it just became too much, and I feel like Marvel's doing that. I mean, well, both companies are guilty of doing that every single time. Yeah. Everybody's related. Everybody's somehow interconnected. I mean, the thing that I liked about. Um, Miles Morales, the ultimate universe right. Spider-Man, was that he had nothing to do with Peter Parker. Right. Uh, actually, no, let me take that back, because the way he got bitten was through um, Oscorp. Well, well, it's an Oscorp. Well, but remember, the Oscorp is the reason why Spider-Man had his power. So as far yeah. as yeah. the ability for the possibility of the spider-like powers to be replicated makes sense it would be through Oscorp. But at least Miles Morales was not on a clash trip. <laughs> to Oscorp, yeah. you know, I mean, well, of course, because so, he's so, because he's part black and Latino, yeah. yeah, you know, it, he couldn't have been through a high school trip because that wouldn't make sense. He was probably skipping school. <laughs> I'm just making fun because, of course, wow. he's supposed to be a genius in the in the book. No, no, no. But just... uh, but but yet at the same time, he lives in a modestly low end housing, and his uncle, who's a thief, prowler, the prowler, um, stole something from Oscorp. Surprise! And stolen material is how he got his power. You know, so you're like, so the poor black people have to get secondhand goods <laughs> to get their power, you know? And, yeah. That's how you, you get it. You, and I guess, I mean, I, and you know, it's funny, I didn't even put that on my list of things that are, you know, wrong with comic books. I was going to say more more um, different ethnicities and cultures. I should definitely have put that in. So maybe I'll put that as 3A. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's definitely something that, you if as a growing up growing up as Puerto growing up as a Puerto Rican male you look at you look in comic books and yeah you watch Superman and and you Batman and you're happy for them and you're not that you're happy for them but yeah you, you you get excited by them and you want to be them but when you put on the mask you don't look like them and, and and I guess to a certain degree maybe it's me it bothers you after a while so you're like okay well then who looks like me no problem who looks like me <laughs> okay and then you think about all three characters and I can't even think about the characters that were Spanish there was Sunspot from um, New Mutants. Right. He was Mexican, but okay, Mexican close I enough. He wasn't Mexican. I thought he was. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't Caribbean. Like Venezuelan Latin. or I well, thought or something <clears> like well, that. Well, I, I thought he was Mexican, but he might. He might be South American. The, 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 sure. the, yeah, the point is, he was not Puerto Rican. Right. So I was like, okay, <laughs> there, there, there goes that. Then you, we joke. We always joke around about Cecilia Reyes from X Men, the one who could throw up the the body shield. Yeah. Yeah, and she. So her powers are once again defensive, and it's funny that I'm having this talk with Mike right now, but. Mike and I have had conversations about how the Marvel Universe usually comes up with female characters who have very defensive right. um, um, powers. And Cecilia Ray is the perfect example. She's just somebody who, you know, she could, she could guard you and protect you, but she couldn't use it as an offensive right. weapon. And I can see how you'd be offended having Cecilia Ray as, you know, representing your race there. It wasn't like we had anyone bad for the black race like a Maggot. <laughs> who's a black person that has a has two parasites living from, on his from body. Africa <laughs> from Africa <laughs> he's so starving his maggots going and, and, and yeah, it's like what no 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 and then he, he he's so black he's blue is that what, what it is he really yeah. was yeah he's blue black yeah so it was just like it was I mean the point is that I mean before I move on to my last point that I well, that's something that should be touched on I, I, I just feel like there's a lot of 
it's funny how the the comic industry has lasted so long and they haven't come up with a formidable a good crop of ethnic characters they're not written so ethnically like the guy saying um ay caramba every five seconds like the blue beetle does (laughs) and i like the new blue beetle i like jaime he's he's cool but they write him so like stereotypically um cholo mexican is like really i'm waiting for him to like take the the final shirt and button it one up and go, is the black beetle here to save the day where's see the, there you go my good accent <laughs> oh sure but, the, the latin guy can do a latin accent <laughs> wow <laughs> what a shocker <laughs> i think i saw jay lou uh, jay lo doing the salsa <laughs> wow um you, you, you know but it's uh, also though i mean I, they i think they write jaime reyes better in the cartoons Yes. And he's actually written in the comics, oddly mm-hmm. enough, just yeah. to toss that out there. But one other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that, you know, everything that Kev said, I, you know, I, I agree with there. But it's really funny. As a kid, I didn't really notice the lack of heroes that were black or Latinos. Really? Wow. No, that, that's the thing. I didn't notice it as a kid um, because I could just imagine, like, defending the world and doing right. I mean, I was very, you know, I'm always very much uh, rooting for the underdog and, you know, I want to protect that kind of a thing. It wasn't until the comics started attempting to make heroes of other um, ethnicities, that's when it became more evident that they weren't there because, you know, like Kat was saying, they, they just weren't done well. Mm-hmm. So that, that, you know, it's, you know, from the 70s through now, you know, almost every black character, I mean, obviously there's going to be exceptions and I'm not even attempting to think of any one way or the other, um, but almost every black character is going to grow up poor, probably in a drug-riddled um, neighborhood, parents, one at least, well, probably single parent, first of all, um, who may or may not be addicted to drugs, or whose sibling may or may not be addicted to drugs, and the black character or its sibling is either in or has been in jail. Like, that is it. Like the new Green Lantern. Yeah. That is what you get for mostly all black characters. Now, Latinos, they're just about the same. I'm trying to think if there's, like, another stereotype that they usually throw into that one. Um... I mean, um, usually, oh, usually, usually Spanish. Right. Well, usually they're they're the first generation. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're usually first generation. Um, you yeah. know, American. I'm trying to think of what others they throw in. Asians are always smart. Still, yeah. I mean, right. they, I mean, that's they're always that A student that was excellent in math that somehow got into this weird spot who doesn't usually throw in any Asian words like the Spanish do. Right. Because of course we can't speak Asian words as Americans. Right. And I think also they're, they're saying that the Asians are so smart that they've mastered the English language where the Latinos are not that smart to have exactly. mastered it completely. And the blacks can only speak a derivation of the English language because we speak slang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's true. It's just. No, you're right. No, you're right. I, mean, I, I, I love also, it. Well, look at, I mean, take out aside Bendis when he got all happy with all the ampersands and whatever else for his curse words that he couldn't have the, the characters say, especially in the New Mutants. But now look, now, going forward um, all these years, um, if there's a black character on the team in a lot of the comic books now, it's the black character that is saying the curse word that can't be printed in the team. <laughs> They're the ones that's like, holy ampersand, exclamation point, dollar sign, you know. Right. No one else is saying it. Well, why is that? In other words, once again, you're telling me the black people don't have the vocabulary. Right. They immediately must go street. Well, exactly. They're, they're going to go to that place first, right. where everybody else can keep their keep their decorum and their presence, right. and, and just be like you know proper. You know, we're, you know the blacks and the Latins are the first to like break break the line. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but right. break it in a negative way. Break it in a negative way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You see something rough? No. Just a little st- stupid thing is like, uh, you ever notice how comic books have two functions? Like, what do you mean? 
Well, you can read the stories, or you can play the Where's the Ethnic Guy game. Where you, <laughs> where you can try to find the ethnic guy hidden within the panels. Um, if it's DC, you really have to look hard, and probably it's in one panel on every 90th book that they make. Wow. <laughs> it's like, I, I remember seeing one uh, old Batman uh, comic book where he's as uh, Bruce Wayne, and he goes to uh, Wayne Enterprises, and you see that one guy in the background during their meeting in, in the conference hall. He's like cleaning or something, and he, he looks a little like Mexican or something. Like, there. You know that's called that's called what do they call it in South in South Park token? Yeah. <laughs> so gotta, he, what are you talking about? We don't have no color in this book. Look, it's right there. He's, he's in the background just cleaning the glass. Who do you think's cleaning? Yeah. And, and Mike and like I said, what, what, I said it before in another podcast. I mean, Ralph and I go back. Mike and I go back a, a real long time, uh, or long enough. And um, Mike used to tell me there's a great story when he first read. The Fantastic Four, and they first <laughs> came across Black Panther because we talked about we Mike and I have talked about this whole race relation things for a while now, and talked about the fact that Marvel, in a, in an attempt to try to introduce the black character as somebody that's not that's formidable, that's intelligent, but then they did like a backhanded um, compliment. So Mike, could you give a, a taste of what that yeah. was? Yeah, because the Black Panther would have been introduced what I guess what extreme late sixties or early seventies had Probably, to be, and yeah. you could look it up, but you know. We have computers in front of us, but that's way too much work. Because <laughs> <laughs> talking and typing is things we can't do. It's like yeah. chewing bubble gum and that's not jogging. Happening. The last time I tried to type while I was talking, I ended up like, you know, my think, my foot got behind my head and I don't know what happened. <laughs> but, um, you know, so you, what you have is that the Fantastic Four has to investigate something that's going on in Africa. And um, so, you know, if you don't know Black Panther, he's based in Wakanda. Wakanda is uh, this unknown city in Africa. It's kind of like the Atlantis of Africa, except it's above water. And it's yeah. super advanced. Yeah, it's like way, way, way advanced. Um, but yet they still wear, you know... Loincloths yeah, and bones. Clothes, I don't yeah. get that. You know, yeah, I don't get it Maybe either. it's a cultural thing. Yeah, I suppose I, so. Well, it is Africa and it's really hot. So, yeah, that's you know, true too. You get the breeze. Except for the Black Panthers in head to toe, you know, leather, Which whatever. Which is vibranium. So it might be actually pretty cold in there. Oh, you know? maybe. maybe. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the Fantastic Four is getting in there. Um, what is it? The Fantastic Car, I think. Yeah, yeah the Fantastic Car. Fantastic Car. And, Very um, original. Yeah, gotta love that. But as they're flying over Africa, you know, they're they know where Wakanda kind of should be, and you realize the foliage isn't really foliage; it's actually mechanical this and other technologies that are are hiding it from the rest of the society. So anyhow, so as Reed's flying over Africa, and this is before he's even getting to Wakanda, and you know, he's just like, well my goodness, they have roads just like we do in America. And it's just all these, and you're just like, you're the smartest man in the world. Didn't you know that Africa modernized right along with everybody? <laughs> you know, it was just one stereotype after the next, you know, I mean, you know, the only thing they didn't ask, these you know. People are smart like we are. They speak words that are what? English. Well, they were surprised, they I think, that he went to college, <laughs> you know, or something weird along that line. It was just a lot of that. And, um, you know, the only thing they didn't ask, you know, um, Black Panther to do when they met him was to, you know, give him a song and dance. But wow. <laughs> I guess they just that would come later. <laughs> You're already dressed for the occasion. What was it? A minstrel show? Yeah, yeah. That's what wow. N word and minstrel show. All we need to do is have a blackface. We're done. We're off the air. We're off the air. <laughs> yeah, but um, Mike told me a story, and it's and it's funny because in in sometimes the, the comic books attempt to bring you know to, to to include other races into their into their um their, their world, they almost exclude by the way they talk about right. it. Right. You're just like us, you know, like, da -da 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 -da. and it's like, whoa, we've always been that way. You guys just never gave us the chance, you freaking bigots. Yeah. Well, then also, then the black heroes that there were particularly, and, in, and the same as with the Latinos, it's, 
they're always horrible, like either horrible powers or the worst costumes you will ever, mm -hmm. ever run into. Ty Rock. Oh my God. <laughs> Look him up, people. T Y R O C, Ty Rock. Look him up. I think the, the artist described it's, him as. It's like if, if you ever seen, what was that? That video, the movie with, um, damn it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. The guy, <laughs> the guy that did Bruno. Oh, oh um, uh, Borat. Borat, right? That's yeah. one. If you ever seen Borat, the scene where he's wearing that one-piece bikini, <laughs> where it's like the mankini that's all the way down. There you go. That's Tyrock. Right <laughs> that's pretty with with the Elvis Presley collar. Yep. Oh goodness. Yeah, it's just insane. I mean, but I mean, look at the Falcon. I still don't know what that damn medallion in the middle of his head's supposed to do. You know, Luke oh. Cage with his upside-down Wonder Woman tiara. <laughs> actually, actually, out of out of all, the, but see, I'll say I still me, love it. Though. I have the statue right up there. Yeah, I see. It. And what's funny is, but I think about the black characters, and I'm like, there's still a couple of black characters that are still formidable, like Storm. Yeah, Storm has like always been kick ass, and he, I mean, even when they fuck her up, she's still pretty. But funny. I love the outfit that she first was in, her go-go dancer's outfit. <laughs> like between her and Colossus, that was in basically that man thong as well with the shoulder yep. pads. Yeah, yeah. I, it, uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, um, <laughs> Matt, we, we just used to just make fun of it all the time and just say, like, you know, you know the professor was just using his mental powers, like, put this on, both of you. <laughs> yes, now dance for me. <laughs> that was Charles Xavier's fetish. <laughs> and what's funny, and this is a shout-out to my girl, babe, I love you. Um, it's funny how wrestling sometimes takes nods from comic books. Well, really, the comic books, I think, took nods from wrestling. Because it's funny that you're talking about Colossus. If you look up a character called Big E. Langston, Big E. Langston is a wrestler in the WWE, and if you compare it to Colossus's original costume, they're very similar. Oh wow! It, it's 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 kind of Tyrock esque. Wow! It, it is, and he's a big guy, so so it's like really. I'm gonna see. I have access to all those cheeks. He's a he's a he's a, he's a built guy, and it's like a man thong. See the picture? Oh wow, that is too funny. <laughs> if he could just turn to steel, they'd be ready. <laughs> but but see some, and I think that sometimes. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> and, and and the thing that, that about it is that, um, then sometimes if you if, if what Mike is saying is correct that um, that actually is the other way around that comic books kind of take nods from wrestling. Then that I I I don't think that's happening because not now. I'm talking about back then. You know, yeah, but that's why you think yeah, they had but, the underwear they, on the outside. Yeah, but, they, you know. but, but they weren't that outrageous in regards to the storyline. There's a there's a guy called Alberto Del Rio. He's um he's a Mexican character in the WWE. He's a champion. But he's not stereotypical. Usually, when they go with um, wrestlers that are that are that are Spanish, they speak Spanish. They're they if they're Mexican, they're with the orale, we're a gangster, or you know, we're we're short and we're we're cube headed and we serve meals and no no no. This guy is an aristocrat. He has like a lot of money in Mexico. He's a champion and he comes here and he rolls in in these in these beautiful cars and it's a different look of the Latin character. Right. And he's he's a heel. He's a heel. He's he's done face before. And for those who don't follow wrestling, heel is villain, face is hero. So he's done both roles as oh, that okay. character. And he's better as a heel than as a face. But the point is that they didn't have to go for the, uh, I've been poor, my mother was abused, that whole thing. Right. And he's still a great character. So why can't Marvel do the same thing or DC? Because I think, in my opinion, I think that they think that they're relating to the mass populace of these minorities. You know, And I don't know where they're getting all the information. I mean, sure, yes, there are a lot of poor blacks and Latinos, and mm -hmm. there are a lot of Asians that are doing well in school. 
there's just a lot that aren't. There's a lot, you know, of Asians that aren't doing well. And there's a lot of blacks and Latinos that have, as you'd imagine, in all these years of, you know, being liberated in America, have done quite well for themselves. Right. You know. Um, but just also going back to the uh, the costuming part, that just to mention that if you think about when superheroes came out and think about when wrestling was coming out back back in the day, you know the leotards wouldn't have been appropriate to have in public. So then that's why the wrestlers always had their trunks on the outside. So uh, that's why you get the okay. leotards with the underwear on the outside. Uh, you know. All right. And last but not least, and I appreciate you guys for listening, because um, I can go on and on about this. Um, does everybody have to have a healing factor? What the oh. hell? I think in the late '80s, everybody. And Mike brought it up best because he talked about. Uh, were we on the air when we talked about the fa- the difference between healing factor and regeneration? No, oh, I don't think we so. were I off the air, right? Yeah, we, we were. That was yeah. a side. Thing. Oh, that was we were hanging out. Yeah. yeah um, the the idea of healing factor started with who was it? Wolverine initially. Well, he was the right, he was the big one. Yeah. And then with yeah. their their was it their weapon X project where everybody had a healing factor. Right, but then yeah. but then everybody started turning out with a healing factor. I mean, you go down the line, you're like, okay, Wolverine. And then it was Sabretooth. Then it was people part of the Weapon X project. And they've then now have, even brought it up that Spider Man has a healing factor, which is why he can take such punishment and be back bound. Right. Yep. And then Angel, though the the, the weakest freaking Marvel Marvel character. Who, if you have the same blood type as him, can give you his blood transfusion and heal you completely. Because his name is Angel, and he must be able to heal like an angel. And then he calls himself Dark Angel, right? When he turns evil, Archangel. Archangel, Archangel yeah. Archangel. What, but that character's I mean, dead now. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> but and actually, no, I liked Archangel, but the storyline—they they, they, they've put him through so many hoops and whatever. Just get rid of him. But my point is that everybody has a healing factor, and once again, lazy writing. It's like, well, how do we bring this character back? Oh, well, he had a healing factor, so he was able to heal up. And people confuse healing factor from regeneration. It's like a starfish. A starfish, you cut it, one of his legs, and it'll grow back. That's right. regeneration. That's not a healing factor. That's actually how it breeds. Huh? That's how it breeds. Yeah, if you um, if you cut a piece of the center portion that looks like an eye of the starfish along yeah. with that leg, it'll actually grow another starfish. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's how they repopulate. Okay. I'm gonna... <laughs> what you're thinking about is a lizard where if, it cut, if you cut its tail off once, it will re- regrow the, the tail. That's regeneration. Healing factor is just, you know, a quick rate of healing yeah. in the body. But, but, but my, my point is that, you know, healing factor is exactly that. It's just healing at a quick rate. If I chop off somebody's hand, unless you're going to grab your hand and put it together, you know, I mean. And right, it should just Deadpool. heal over. In other words, you'll have a stump that's no longer letting you bleed out. You'll yeah. have healed over. We all have cuts. We heal. It leaves a mark. That's a heal. Right. And everybody just has healing factor now. And I feel like it's. Well, everyone has healing factor. Well, it's actually almost healing and regeneration because everyone's always back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know they're comics, folks, but still. And my, mind you, I always dog Mike. If you ever wanna, if, if we had like a, a twenty-two pages uncensored, <laughs> just, Wait, we're censored now. That's enough to say. I mean, super uncensored. Like you know, I mean, Mike Mike my, my dropped an end bomb, so you know we can do anything now. But um, you know, if you ever hear like when I'm at work and Mike will jump by my job, and we'll we'll, we'll shoot the, shoot the shit about comic books. He's always on the. The side of well, if you're gonna create a world, make it, make it, you know, make make it all make sense. And I'm like, but dude, you got to suspend your reality. So I'm I'm with that. You have to suspend your reality. But I just feel like if you keep writing all these healing factors, nobody dies. It kind of goes back to my first point. You know, there's got to be some kind of consequence. Because then why read the book? Right. Or in the X Men, particularly, their um, how their side goes, they die. They just keep coming back to the point that several times they will keep referencing. Oh well, so and so died, but he's an X Men, so he'll be back. 
<laughs> I mean, that's the team itself is saying that, not a bad guy. And they've said that in the book. I've yeah. forgot what book oh, it was. Several. Yeah. <laughs> many more times. Wolverine himself is one to make fun of it. They all do. You know, oh, it's an X-Men. How long are you going to keep him down? And it's like, well, no one should be that casual about death. You know? Right. I mean, and again, we know it's a comic book, but that's the whole point is the comic book, it's teaching you a little right from wrong and also defending the underdog, which is what we're reading them for, for, for the escapism. But also there should be some fear of death because otherwise you're not really a hero. You're just someone that knows they can't die. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, that's not really heroic to, to know that you're invulnerable and you're going to go save the day. It's like, well, you're not going to save the day. That's the person we would send in. Right. <laughs> if you can't be burned, I'm going to send you into the burning building, you know, to go find people. It's, it's like you're living in the, the world. You ever read the book River World? By no. River World. Philip Jose Farmer. Well, oh, wait. Is that where they like, have this land where people go and they... Yeah. At, once, when you die from this world, apparently your spirit goes over there and like, you're reborn. And on that planet, you can die so many freaking times and you'll be just come back. Oh, okay. You know, okay. so it's, it's like that. So there's actually a part in the story is pretty funny. They call it the Suicide Express. If you're tired of walking someplace, <laughs> just kill yourself, and you'll end up in the along the river somewhere, either down or up the bank. You know? That is actually really great. I like that. Yeah. Sorry, I just just getting this the works the the job's hitting me up. I messed up on something. Well, that's I mean that's all my stuff for um that's all my stuff for what I think is wrong with comics, and I probably can go for an hour longer. Oh, there's tons more but, that's wrong with them. As much again, as much as we all love the comics and whatnot, and, and we do love them. I mean, we're here talking about. I mean, it I still I was, read them. If you knew how much I spend on my hobby in a month, it would make you cry. <laughs> Mike, Mike comes home with thirty books. He goes, "Cap, how much did you buy?" I'm like, three. <laughs> <laughs> what book did you buy? Buying a woman. Buying a woman returns. Buying a woman teams up with the werewolf. Like what? What's going on? Oh, you guys like, buy your book? books. What? What? Oh, <laughs> we should call Ralph, not Ralph the Tech, Ralph the Pirate. <laughs> Arr, free comic books. I got a way of getting them. Arr. Arr. Ralph has a new comic. Arr. Wait, wait, hold on. And that's number 10 bad accent. Okay, there we go. Hey, Mike counts as 20. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. So, um, Mike? Um, uh, me? That's fine. I mean, everything that we've mentioned, um, I definitely think that the billion and a half crossovers the tie-ins mm -hmm. that's crossovers. i mean that's even worse mm -hmm. than these ultimate stories that are going to change the universe again type things i mean it's it's we get it you're trying to earn money you know i mean but there is a point where i mean even now like i don't do tie-ins anymore you know um you know like i said when i i read trinity war i gave you my money for six issues um, what was one of the last big Marvel ones? Not the current one. I'm not even reading that. Um, I, mean, I mean, Secret Invasion. Um, 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 Secret Invasion. Well, I a only versus bought... X. Yeah. Yep. Well, I wouldn't. I didn't. Only, I did. Only Cap read A versus X. And... He, no, he made me read it too. Oh, see. Well, oh, gun, gun, to, so gun bad, to your please. head. Gun to your head. Huh? Gun to the head. No, he, he goes, hey, Ralph, uh, I saw this really cool comic. You should probably read it. And he gives me the zero issue. He's like, oh, you can. So after I read it, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. And I'm going to give it back to him. He's like, oh, no, that's yours to keep. So right there you say, oh, you it's, know, like you like it's like a drug dealer. It's like a drug dealer right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> he gave me the first, the first taste right there. It's the first one's free. And then after that, it just your life went right downhill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even, even with the, um, the Avengers, uh, what was the new one that, that came out with? Um, the Ultra, Age of Ultron. Oh, Age of Ultron. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, I just buy, I buy the base issues anymore. Spider Island. Um, what's it, the, what's it was Spider Island didn't really expand across oh, all of them, did. Oh, it did. There was a Spider Island. Um... Uh, Cloak and Dagger. There was a Spider Island, New Avengers. There you was picked up Cloak and Dagger. I actually did pick up. I'm a Cloak and Dagger fan. To, I should say fan. I have a soft spot for them. 
they're like they're, Dazzler. No, I'm a fan of Dazzler. <laughs> I'm a soft spot <laughs> for Cloak and Dazzler. No, I'm Dagger. Um, they're they could be really interesting. They're just they haven't been written interestingly since the '80s. But then at the same time, they were very much a product of the '80s. You know, they were um, runaway kids that were experimented on. You know, took drugs, experimented on, and got power. I mean, that's a very '80s. You know, thrown out of the house. You know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, so you know, all these reboots. But even the DC's one. Oh, um, Brightest Day, Blackest Night. I mean, yeah, I oh yeah, Brightest Day, Blackest Night, Fifty Two. Yeah. You know, I, I won't read all week? the yeah. ancillary stuff. Disappointment. It's, it's just it's you're begging for too much of our money now. You know, I mean, beyond the fact that the prices have gone up, I mean, I know DC is trying to keep everything at two ninety nine when possible. Marvel really seems to like three ninety nine. Um, I used to give Marvel a little bit more excuse for that, but now that Disney owns them, I'm like, no, you got money behind you now. You can lower that price a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but it's it, it's between that, I think there's far too many titles. Um, 52, it used to be that they only had 52 titles. They have far more than 52 titles in DC now. Um, Marvel, I don't know how many, and how many of them have X in front of it, which is annoying. It's, I think if they simplified their worlds, you know, for instance, there should be one X-Men team. That's it. But you can't make money if you have one X-Men You probably team. could, though, but think about it. If I have Wolverine and X-Men, which I don't buy. I'm, I'm an X-Men lover until they started getting, getting written really badly a few years ago. That's uh, during the time they introduced Vulcan which was the Scott Summers' second brother. Third. Oh, so his, his second, second brother. brother sorry, right, his the third, summer, right, the third, third Summers' brother. brother. Yeah, sorry. Mm. You know, um, oh, sorry. That, that storyline yeah. got so tiring, I wouldn't even... And that was a 12-parter. <laughs> you know, like, that just gives you an idea right there. Um, if you had one X title, and now you have one writer, or, you know, maybe a writer for X amount of issues and then a new writer, but the point is you have one book for people to concentrate on you're probably going to give me a damn good story. But now that Wolverine is in every X title and he's in his own title, and then he's in Wolverine, what is it? There's a Wolverine title and then there's a Wolverine something else title. Yeah. Uh, best Wolverine in Japan. Yeah, the best, yeah. The, um, uh, um, best of what he does, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. So now he's in two titles of his own name. He's in Avengers titles. It's like, so you're not going to really give me good fleshing out of Wolverine. No. You know, you're, you're too busy trying to make him popular. It's like, I have one Avengers title, one Wolverine title, if you if you must, uh, one X-Men title. Um, this should just be a Superman title. Batman, I mean, I know for years we had Batman and, and Detective Comics, but pick one. Yeah. They're not any different, <laughs> you know. Um, back in the day when there were multiple Spider-Mans, and just two, there was your Amazing Spider-Man and your Peter Parker, Spectacular. Spectacular Spider-Man, That was yeah. always the more Peter Parker side of being Spider-Man. Now, not much of a difference, and not enough to... to um, to break eggs over, you know, really, you know, but at least they tried to say, well, this is the difference is that we're focusing more on Peter Parker dealing with being Spider-Man versus the Amazing Spider-Man, which is Spider-Man dealing with the villains, you know. Right. But even that, it's like, okay, you tried, it didn't work too well. Just give me one of each. It sounds counterintuitive, you know, and again, I have no proof that this would work, but it sounds counterintuitive to have less issues. But if I'm getting fewer titles, but better writing, I think not only are you going to, A, keep your fan base that you have, you're going to get back people you've lost, which have probably thousands by this point of people that have stopped reading comics because it's, it's too much to try and keep track of and understand anymore. Right. Yep. But then when your movies come out, maybe people might be a little bit more tempted to try and pick up the comic. Maybe. But think about it. If you're telling me I just saw Chris Nolan's Batman, and not to pick on Chris Nolan, I mean his Batman's not the comic book Batman. Not here to say whether it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's not the comic book Batman. Right. But still, my point is, if I watch Chris Nolan movie and I go... Hmm, I'm going to try and pick up some Batman now. Let me go to that thing that they call a comic book shop 
<laughs> which I've heard has weird nerdy people in it, but I'm going to go in. I'm going to pick up a Batman. T- oh, wait, there's a Batman. There's a Dark Knight. There's Batman and Robin. Um, it's like ooh, gambling. He's also involved with the Justice League. He's also involved with the... There's a Batman Incorporated. Yeah, there's Batman Incorporated. Thank you very much. Batwing. Then, of course, there's always the Batgirl and the Batwoman, but he's probably not in those titles. I mean, where am I supposed to start? You know, um, I just watched the X-Men movie. Okay, I'm going to go. Oh, Uncanny X-Men. Now there's X-Men. There's the all-new X-Men. There's Wolverine and the X-Men. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and then let alone if there's any offshoots going on for any, you know, ex- ancillary titles at that moment, how am I supposed to pick up, you know? That's my, you know, my big question. So that's my, that's one of my big things. You yeah. Know? I don't know how you guys feel. Oh, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's funny because I remember growing up that Wolverine, not, well, Wolverine was in a couple of titles. And then when the 90s came around, he was in almost every title except the Avengers. And now he's even, I feel like the Avengers was like, once they crossed that line, they went to places that were like, you know, taboo because they said, okay, well, Wolverine will never be an Avenger because as long as Cap runs it, Cap, not Right. Not, not, not me, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't really think you were associated to a multi-billionaire man that wore armor. Yeah, if, if you were, we'd probably have better bikes. Wow. <laughs> and I wouldn't have to cook every damn time we met at my place. <laughs> well, anyway, Captain America had these set of values, and you know, like he's the people that are going to be part of his team. So obviously, Wolverine would never be part of his team. We talked about before how Spider-Man wasn't part of the team because he wasn't either getting paid or he just, you know, he just didn't want to be part of the team. So once you have Spider-Man and Wolverine as that team, you could tell that they're oversaturating, you know, the, this universe with these guys. They're in every title. They're yeah. in every title. It's it's more comics has become just more about the money because like even they're they're turning classic books or even just regular books that come out now into comic books. Right. You know. So it's yeah. It's I mean, just about the money. But the worst part is it's not like they're showing that they're making the money. They're still a dying industry. Yeah. So that should tell them something's not working. I mean, for for, for someone to go, gee, our current plan of having I'm just making it up uh, thirty titles which are probably mediocrely written, aren't working. Hmm, what would you think? Would you think, now let's make 60 titles written even worse and charge more money and see if we pick up readers? It's like, no, you're just going to lose a bunch of readers because your quality went down. And the few that you're going to gain for a title that might interest them is going to be short-lived and also probably not equal to the amount of people you lost from the other titles. Right. At least that's my opinion. No. You know. And then... uh, could you imagine what's going to happen in the future where uh, motion comics are actually becoming a big thing now? Are they still on the rise? I assume they were yeah. going away. I, I really stay away from the, the no, whole they, idea. I hope they go away. So you, you see them on the increase? Because I know you yeah. do more digital. I don't do any digital motion comics. Motion comics are up on the rise. And as, as the way it goes, Americans are lazy as yeah. it is. You know? Definitely true. Yeah. Well, when they, when they started the big push with Spider-Woman being, I guess, the first big one that came out of iTunes, I remember yeah. reading... Because I did, that's the only one I actually did ever download and look at. Well, I'm sorry, I did look at the um, Watchmen and then I stopped. Even though that wasn't that bad, I just had no patience to um, watch nine hours of my life uh, <laughs> to, to see it. But the Spider Woman um, one, which was pretty dreadful, I just remember one of the you know, I2 users' comments was, Thank goodness there's motion um, comics now. They go, the guy, uh, and I, I assume, this guy, I think he even said that he was. I'm trying to think if he said he was about 16. I think he said his age or something like that in, in his comment. But he was like, oh, thank goodness. I don't have to read them anymore. Yep. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, 
oh, they're they're not war and peace here. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know what was tiring you out on that twenty minute read. <laughs> you know? Oh my goodness! If I see the word "was" one more time, I'm gonna break yeah. my eyeballs. <laughs> I mean, was he just having trouble pronouncing "bam cracker cow pam"? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. How do you pronounce this word? <laughs> it's thwip. <laughs> it's thwip. <laughs> and yes, I used my P for that one. I was like thwip. Thwip. There you go. Thwip. Why does he keep saying snikety? Uh, it just snicked. Snikety. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I, I definitely agree. I mean, they, they definitely put the product out there too much. But I know you have other things that that that, that get your gourd. Like what? What do you think? Well, I mean, you do. I mean, you talked about how lazy they were writing when it came to. Um, the Villains Month and how like oh my god if anyone that's reading Villains Month send me a letter to tell me to stop buying them I, I, I like I said I, I, part of me says I'm trying to support the cause but then I realize I'm supporting the cause of bad writing um, but uh, but yeah like the Cap said I mean there's a lot of lazy writing I didn't kind of touch on that point because Ralph had kind of mentioned the uh, you know bringing in fresh ideas but even beyond fresh ideas I mean the writing itself is just lazy I mean you know we just um, recently just talked about like you know um, the stereotypes of every uh, black latino and asian for villains um it's pretty much almost like being black <laughs> no matter what color you are if you're a villain i mean you they're usually from a more rundown or poorer background again the parents probably only one and if there are two then that means the father is beating the wife constantly and beating the child as well um you know they're they're near drug dealers i mean it's just the same old same old um it's not hard to write something original. Again, it doesn't, when I say original, it doesn't mean think of a situation that's never been written. It just says think out of the box. Yeah. Think, it, it may be something I've read before, but I didn't read it 3,000 times before. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that's, you know, that's, it is a big, a big thing. I mean, because there's nothing worse than reading characters aren't fleshed out. I mean, I know you're my hero, but that can't be my only motivation to reading you. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if you're just my hero, it's like, well, then it's I like really you don't. have to read me. I'm come on, I'm Superman. Look at this cape. <laughs> you gotta read me. What's up? Come on, look at that. I got oh, this S curl going. <laughs> and and there you have. It. I mean, I, I bet you, like, if you gave Mike, Ralph, and I probably about another hour, we probably could go over a bunch of other things that are wrong with the. And don't get us wrong. Once again. We love the comic book industry. I'm and we're still, still reading. reading. We're still reading, yeah. but there are things that we wish that were not, you know, part of this generation's comic book, you know, enjoyment. It is yeah. just it's a little bit disturbing. So well, and but and also it's it's just bad because I mean you know as the writing keeps going and going downhill, the newer and newer, well, the fewer and fewer newer and newer readers that there are are <laughs> well, growing well, up well, on bad writing. Right. <laughs> you know, and they're thinking it's good, kind of like what we said earlier when I yep. said that things you read when you're young, things you see when you're young, you hold them dearer because they're your earliest memories. You know, there's people I run into that are in their, I guess now, mid to kind of late 20s that will swear up and down that Clone Wars, one of the, Spider-Man's Clone Wars, one of the best things ever read. That's a bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's crap in a plastic bag. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, it's because they don't know any better. And I mean, sure, it probably was better than some of the other crap <laughs> that was being written at that time. You know. Compare one turd to another, you know. <laughs> ah, it's like, like 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 eating piss and eating 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 shit. Like I said one, a couple of podcasts ago, yeah. Yeah, piss tastes better. <laughs> it's saltier. <laughs> and we don't want to know how he knows. <laughs> um, I know that Ralph was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, you guys say something. No, 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 I got it. Okay, so, so so there you have it. Our views on what the comic book industry needs to do to maybe get better and make fans 
a lot happier with this stuff. Geeks on the go. All right, so our favorite time of the podcast, Geeks on the Go. You know what we do. Um, I have my two gentlemen here. I gentlemen. Gentlemen. Somebody else come in? I use that term. <laughs> <laughs> I use that term loosely. There are no gentlemen here, senor. <laughs> okay, so I, I throw out questions, and they give me quick answers. And we try to keep it in one minute, but you know what? That never happens, ever. Well, we still need the timer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it helps with the suspense. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe this time we'll actually get it. We'll see. You put money on that? I, I, I will put six I, claws on that. <laughs> oh, that he means, doesn't have six. That means he's going to suck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so let's give it a try. And, of course, Ralph during the break was like, Cap, you know what? You're always talking about you and the questions. Why don't you answer them again? You know, can you do it a second time? This time I'm going to give real answers this time. All right. So I'll, I'll join you guys. All right. So ready? Yeah. Set? Go. In Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery, who is the most interesting villain? Mike. Craven, right before his suicide. Ah, Ralph. I think uh, Mysterious? Mysterio? Mysterio, there you go. Yeah, okay. I say Venom. Uh, the original Venom, not what came out of him later on. I wasn't getting any better. Wow. <laughs> In the next Batman, who could play the Joker? Ralph. Yeah, why not? Ben Affleck. Just have him play both Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. I say Willem Dafoe, but if he's busy, Jimmy Fallon, because then I know I won't see the movie. <laughs> I say Jim Carrey. After watching um, Kick-Ass, he was the bright part of the movie, and I think an older joke will be creepy. Um, organic webs or web shooters for Spider-Man? Mike. Web shooters, no doubt. Ralph. Organic webs, and only if there's just a, a limitation to it. Up oh, and, and me? Um... Fuck organic web shooters. <laughs> Real web shooters. That's where it's at. Okay. Um, if you had the power, what would you um, reverse? Nightcrawler's death or Peter Parker's reveal during the Civil War? Mike. Nightcrawler's death. That's my boy. Ralph. Peter Parker's reveal. Because, you know, with these comics, they're gonna just going to bring back Nightcrawler anyway. I agree. P Peter Parker's reveal because it was a lot to undo for one for one action that Peter Parker did. Um who played a better role, Tommy Lee Jones, Two-Face, or Kristen Dunst, Mary Jane, Ralph? Tommy Lee Jones, I mean, come on. That was over-the-top acting. That was awesome. <laughs> Mike? That was hideous. Um, Kristen Dunst, barely, but uh, they had the same makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say, um, honestly, Tommy Lee Jones, because Kristen Dunst, that flat face, it just got me again. <laughs> Her face wasn't acting. <laughs> <laughs> it was just hard to watch a Mary Jane be that ugly. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> what hero in the DC slash Marvel universe would be um, – I'm sorry, what hero – would be better as another ethnicity. Ralph. I think you should have uh, an Irish Batman. I want to see him trying to act tough with an Irish accent. <laughs> wow. Faith oh. in the Gorda. <laughs> Mike. Where's um, the trigger? I don't know. I don't have any hero, though, but I do want to see a black Riddler. Just because I want to hear him ask, like, the riddle, like, how many rolling papers, Batman? You know? <laughs> or just be like, what did you call me? I said Riddler. <laughs> and as for me, I would like to see a, a Wolverine that wasn't Canadian. But what other thing would he be? I mean, I, I, I mean Australian, like he was in the X Men. I mean, oh, that that Spider Man, the amazing piece friend. Of fruit. <laughs> I'm over here by the Barbie. <laughs> yeah, that's but, not a knot. That's <laughs> a knot. <laughs> and there you have it. Once again, we did not even come close to to, to reaching um one minute. I think we should make um geeks on the go a minute and a half. But why? So we can lose that one too? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all long-winded. So <laughs> that's our show for today, uh, folks. So 
on behalf of Mike the Finance Guy and, of course, Ralph the Tech, yeah. this is the cap saying, keep it geeky because you can't keep it anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Before you guys shut off your, your um, eye gadget or whatever, um, I was talking with Mike and Ralph and I totally forgot something. We want you to help us out with the show. We want this a more interactive show. So, therefore, for Geeks on the Go, we want to hear your questions. So, please, if you have Twitter, hit us up at Meanwhile22 at Twitter. This way we can get your questions. And it could be anything. Just keep it um, geeky and superhero related. What do you think, guys? Sounds I think good. that's good. But when you said interactive, I thought, like, maybe they do laundry for us or something like that. But <laughs> that's all right. Get, yep. get us some coffee or drinks, you know, a few beers. Maybe. Well, they have different ideas of what we want to do. But, yeah, please put your questions on to Meanwhile22 at Twitter. Have a good week, guys.